0: You're listening to Podcateers.
1: Welcome to episode 360 of Podcateers. This week we talk about Star Wars Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. Some of the halfway to Halloween things that we are seeing... A new live Nightmare Before Christmas event has been announced. The Muppets are getting an all-new special themed around the Haunted Mansion later this year. We talk Avengers Campus and we list out how many characters have been Captain America in the comics up until this point. You can find video for some of the things that we talk about in the blog post for this episode at podcasters.com slash 360. Remember that if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share about anything that we talk about in this episode, we'd love for you to join the conversation over on Discord. You can find an invite link in the blog post for this episode, but you can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Podcasters. We are quickly approaching this year's virtual chalk walk to help support the Children's Hospital of Orange County, and our podcast official charity team, Team Boat Willie, will be holding more auctions to raise money for this great organization. Please make sure to check our Instagram for auction times, dates, and items being auctioned off. For more info on our charity team, we invite you to visit teamboatwilly.com. The link is super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willie, but without the S. Before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as our podcast fairy godparents, aka the FGP squad, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Tears possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you also get some additional perks like exclusive content, exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, access to our monthly happy hour calls, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to all of the members of the FGP Squad for their continued support. Alright, it's time to jump into the podcast, but before we do, I just want to say thanks for taking the time to hang with us. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. We hope you like what you hear. We hope you'll hang out with us again. And if you've been listening for some time, welcome back. We love having you as part of the Podcateers family. So with that said, it's time to get this thing started. So here is episode 360 of Podcateers. Doing so far, good,
2: good, good, good. good, good
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> new week. A lot more posts coming from Disneyland as people are. I think having the Disney hangover. I've seen a couple of people post that uh, Disney conditioning is a real thing. You know where <laughs> where the quote unquote Disney shape we get into, uh, especially if we were annual pass holders, where we have a chance to walk around the park and we're able to not get winded, essentially walking from the parking structure to the elevator <laughs> is a real thing. You know, there's people that are huffing and puffing for a couple of days after. And uh, have you guys seen any of those posts? Oh, yeah, oh. I've
3: experienced <laughs> it myself. I <laughs> nice. Starting to go back to work, um, I've realized and noticed that 14 months off, I I don't have the stamina anymore to lift anything, to walk around anything. I beat at the end of the day. I was, about a month ago, I was picking up some uh, rocks for our garden area in the front yard, and I lifted four of them, and it took the wind out of me, and I had to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you, dude. (laughs) Those naps come in
1: super handy now.
3: I can't imagine doing uh thirty thousand steps at Disneyland and right. uh, being able to walk the next day.
0: Easily like would ten a... miles. <laughs> <laughs> I would be yeah, a bowl right. full of jello at
3: the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Have to rent ECVs for everybody and we can just scoot around. Or <laughs> or we can do as the old cast members
1: did and just take those uh, Autopia cars for a jury ride down Main Street. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we would never do that. Not nope. cool. But no. wouldn't that be fun, though?
3: I <laughs> hundred
1: I
4: thought you were gonna bring up the old California Adventure uh, Segway
1: tour. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> dude! How I don't think that went on for very long, didn't it? Wasn't it like super, super short-lived? Yeah, I think. That I thought like it was like ten years. years.
4: I think that's the uh, longest I saw it go. But I was interested just because I wanted to ride a Segway at that time. Wait a second.
1: Did. Yeah, it went on for 10 years. No,
4: I I thought it went on for
3: 10 months. I think it was like 10 years. Wait, 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 I said two years. I meant two years. I said 10. Sorry. (laughs) No, I said 10. Oh, you said 10. Oh, I could have sworn it was very long
0: for the Segway training. Yeah. No, it was 10 years. I worked it. Oh, I was there. I taught you. I would. I probably taught you guys. I was one of interventions interventions,
3: though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that what you guys are talking about? I just
1: oh, learned no, something. Oh no, the
0: strollers! No, you're right. This is something else. Yeah. Remember how um you were able to rent them? You're right. Gosh, that was a brain fart.
4: There was huh. a, okay. At California Adventure, <laughs> there was a guided tour where you could do a segue. Yeah. That was the one that I was oh, thinking of. Oh, just kidding. But I don't know how long that lasted.
3: Oh well, it started. Oh, in that was a Okay. So, yeah, I that bet was wild too. About, yeah, I bet you it ended in 2012 when they re- they did the refurb. You're probably that exactly did
0: take right place that. in the morning. Yeah, I remember yeah that. it was before the park opened. Yeah, I didn't do it though. What? I but I remember it. that happening.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I just <laughs> learned something. I honestly <laughs> thought that the Segway tours were a failed experiment. In the first, like, year. Like, I, I, for some reason in my head, I thought they went down faster than Superstar Limo. No. Oh, we're bringing that up oh, again. Oh no. Nice segue. Let's move on. It's called continuity. Let's move con- on. Every episode <laughs> is
3: Superstar Limo episode. Let's move on. <laughs> just like that. I just want to see well, a Drew Carey robot.
2: Come
1: on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to research that a little bit more now because that, yeah. I, I feel like I just learned something. I did not know that they went on for that long. That's super rad.
3: I remember I mean, when they I, ended, I was so sad about it. I never got to do it, and I don't think I ever would have done it, but I was so sad.
1: I, Yeah, I mean, have you ever tried to get on one of those, what are they called? The, the hoverboards? The, one, the hoverboards, yeah. Have you ever oh. tried to ride one?
4: No, <laughs> I like my life. lower knees. <laughs> I'd rather not break one of them. That
2: what would have, be my yo,
1: <laughs> Yo, I tried riding one, and I rode the floor a lot that day. No. <laughs> It was not fun. And uh, being um, a man of girthiness, uh, it's uh, slightly slightly more (laughs) difficult to keep your balance on that thing because you need to lean forward and backward to get it to move in certain directions. And let's just say that my center of gravity wasn't the best for something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do I regret it? No,
3: no. Made the kids laugh, so whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what it's all
3: about, right? So those videos will be released soon, right? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Content. They're gonna be an exclusive. They're gonna
1: be an exclusive. FGP O-pasion. exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's. It's funny because I think there's plenty of videos that exist of me doing ridiculous things when I was younger that. There's a part of me that hopes never see the light of day. <laughs> I mean, you're <laughs> not alone. Those hard drives are burned. <laughs> yeah. You're
0: not alone. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: man. Well, uh, it's been an interesting week. Challenging at times. But uh, overall, good, I think. Mel, you had a chance to watch Bad Batch, right?
0: Yeah, I got to watch I know that was recently it. released. How was that? It's actually really good. Um it takes place after episode three. So if you're familiar with that, then you're going to be okay. Um, the story is actually really, really cool because you're stepping to the shoes of a clone. So you get to see everything happen, how they would do it or how they would deal with it. And um, so these group of guys, they're actually um, defective. So they're actually a band of their own. So it's really cool to see this happening while the other stuff is happening as well. It's really interesting. Um, But Mm. I want to say I'm kind of confused as to why the second episode is half the size of the first one.
3: Like the length?
0: Yeah. Because the first one was about an hour and the next one is, you know, half. But um, story-wise, it actually delivers. Which nice. is really good. Mm-hmm.
3: It looks nice. like that's also done uh, in part by Dave Filoni. Yes. Um, so if
0: you're familiar with his storytelling and you like The Mandalorian, you want to watch this. <laughs> that's that's the best good way I can so. say it.
1: Yeah. That's cool because I, I, I think there's so many... Um, I mean, I think I've made it pretty clear that my Star Wars fandom is particularly new in comparison to how long other people have been you know, in mm-hmm. this universe, right? So right. Uh, I've had a lot of fun going back and finally watching Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Well, actually, I did see 1, 2, and 3. I had never seen 4, 5, and 6, believe it or not, until a few years ago. But The Mandalorian, The Clone Wars, and all of these other shows that they've had have really opened my eyes to how robust this universe Mm -hmm. is and I know that they recently when Disney took over they removed a lot of the storylines that people had created and made them non-canon and I think they ended up calling it like the legacy stories or something like that so you could still read them you could still find them but they're not considered canon anymore because of the direction that they wanted to take everything after the new set of films that they created so uh, this in particular is I think really interesting because I've loved the Mandalorian. So for you to pitch it that way, I think is a really great way to get people on board with this. Cause I've always had the questions. I I think in the story, like Finn is supposed to be the child of refugees or something like that. But I've heard other people talk about Finn as a clone, you know, but then we found out that, Django was technically a clone. Or I'm sorry, Boba Fett was a clone, I think, of Django and like it's there's so much that I'm learning about the Star Wars universe that I think this is just same. gonna add to that and I'm <laughs> so excited that you're pitching it that way to me.
0: Right now. <laughs> well you're welcome. <laughs> but I'm on the same boat as as you. I don't know as much as well, so I'm actually learning. So it's it's that's another thing if I have to tell you. If you don't know much about these characters, you're gonna learn. So that's that's a cool thing. You won't feel lost.
1: Right on, right on. Uh Andrew and Larry, are you is one of you going to be considered our Star Wars resident knowledge base? Because I think Mel and I fall into a very similar category in our fandoms.
3: <laughs> I mean, um I <laughs> I mean I might know a little bit more, so I mean I guess I could take that mantle on if we need to. Um my Star Wars uh, fandom is also relatively new, um, but I've gone on some deep dives in researching, mostly just the the films, nothing, nothing. I haven't watched any of the animated series or anything like that, but I'm not opposed to it. So um, I don't know about Larry, but that's that's... I'm kind of almost in the same boat as you guys, so... (laughs) Okay, okay. That's fair enough. That's
2: fair enough. Yeah.
4: I love Star Wars. I mean, for me, it's... I think with the problem that I'll have, just straight up, I'm a little bit too much of a purist when it comes to Star Wars movies. Like, when I saw that Bad Batch was an animated series, I immediately thought of the Clone Wars shows, and I've heard so many good things about Clone Wars, but I have myself have not partaked in watching those so that's a bit of a, a hard sell for me. But the thing that gets me on this one is what you guys just mentioned right now is that the um, creators and some of the writers, the same ones behind The Mandalorian. And it does have some, you know, writing credits to George Lucas, I believe, this set. I don't know if that's just because it's buying from the same Star Wars, like they're using the characters and likeness, or if it's actual, like, writing credit. Because it could be just the characters. But I think. For me, I am a bit of a Star Wars kind of—I wouldn't say full-on geek. I just know a lot about it. Like, I'm—I'm I'm not gonna say like fully hardcore, but I could. I would be happy enough. I just didn't want to jump on no one's ten, like toes to be like, I got this. No, not at all. <laughs> <So> I'm <laughs> definitely not in that realm of I got this. I think for me, it hits like in a, a place of yeah, Star Wars was always a big thing for me, and I was happy that it was incorporated to, through Disney through Lucas Films technically, but it wasn't a Disney franchise in the beginning.
1: Right on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if none of us become that expert, it's fine because I think we can bring somebody on the podcast that can teach us a little bit more about it, which I think would be super fun to have that conversation. Um and if we're all learning about it, I mean we're all learning about it, right? Like we're we've right. joked before how we're not historians, but we're I'm gonna redub us now as budding historians because I think we we dive deep into some of these things enough that when somebody asks a question, I do my best to try to answer that question if I have the answer to it. So well, maybe it's time to redub ourselves as budding historians. But, <laughs> armchair you <know>.
3: historian.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Armchair historian. That's what it'll be. <laughs> but we're definitely not, you know, at the level of some of the better known writers in, you know, the Disney category. So, um, yeah. Maybe one day. 50 years from now, I will be. But <laughs> right now, nah. I like that term, Andrew. <laughs> Armchair historian.
3: <laughs> I know more about Star Tours than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. I know a
4: little nice. bit more than that. <laughs> I'll go into that. I, I'm with you, Hazen, on speaking of Bad Batch. I think I'm with you. If this has anything to do with the development of kind of behind Finn story, which I always thought was really interesting, that was a huge part in watching that series of movies when he took off the mask being a clone uh, you know a stormtrooper, and that was like it was in the trailer if i remember like one of those things of him pulling it off that was like this huge reveal like that doesn't happen right so if this has like bad batch has that tie into it that'll be really cool so i think i am gonna jump on this uh melissa thanks for the reference because that gives me a little bit more background to want to watch something like this I, i like i said i'm a little bit that's my problem a little bit of purist because i'm so hooked on live action rather than the animated series of star wars
1: right on well if uh, again melissa talked about how this one falls just after episode three and as far as we know as far as canon content is concerned there is a lot of it because there are years of it and back in episode 338 we ended up talking about what the official canon timeline is for the complete star Wars saga starting. And, and this is actually in chronological order, not necessarily in release order, but, we posted a list in the blog post for that episode if you are interested in checking it out it's the complete star wars saga including a video of the holiday special if you've never done yourself (laughs) the favor or disservice of watching that in the past do it say that you've done it and bask in the glory of life day Uh, But the list starts with Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, and goes all the way down to Forces of Destiny, which was a series of shorts that were released. Uh, And it also includes The Mandalorian. We're just going to have to figure out where Bad Batch ends up falling between uh, Solo and Episode 3. I don't know if it happens before or after, but I think we're going to have to include Bad Batch in that story. And I'll just do my best to try to update that list every time a new star wars property comes so that people know what the official star wars uh, saga timeline is so uh, again if you want to check that out head over to the blog post three thirty eight, where you can see that official timeline uh let's take a a little bit of a shift here to the parks because it looks like there's been a lot of buzz this week about us being halfway to halloween Yay. Halfway to Halloween. <laughs> this is how we really scream. <laughs> halfway to Halloween. <coughs> Everybody, scream. Everybody scream. Everybody scream. Taking Pocketeers ideas for Halloween. I mean, wow. not it sounds <laughs> like it. I don't know if it's official. But look, if I start seeing holiday decorations, either Christmas or Halloween in May and June. After that episode where we talked about how I think they could capitalize on this halfway to Halloween and halfway to Christmas thing. Disney, yep. I'm expect a check, yo. <laughs> oh,
2: well, well, well,
3: what have we here? Oogie? <laughs> Is that you? Podcateers, huh? Ooh I'm really scared.
1: <laughs> well, we're not very scary. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> that was I love it. That was. <laughs> uh, what's been your favorite thing about halfway to Halloween, Mel? I know you got some products that are going to be coming out in the Odd Mouth Shop to celebrate halfway to Halloween. You you posted a picture of the hitchhiking ghost that I thought I was know. particularly
0: awesome. I'm excited. Thank you. It's oh, it's been a dream to finally bring these guys together. It's like yay. Goal reached.
1: Whoop. So <laughs> what what is Disney exactly doing as part of this? Because I know that there was obviously the halfway to Halloween, but there was another announcement with one of your favorite properties, right, Mel?
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. Okay, so Halloween is back. And who else to announce that Halloween is back but the Pumpkin King himself, Danny Elfman. So... There is going to be a Nightmare Before Christmas live-to-film concert October uh, 29th. And that's going to take place over at the Bank of California Stadium. And tickets actually go on sale this Friday after the episode drops. Yeah. It's like this soon. So, May 14th? Nuts. Yes. May All right. 14th. I can count.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and tickets, of course, are on uh, Ticketmaster. But um, it's pretty exciting to hear that this is coming back, considering last year, you know, everything, because of COVID, we had to, you know, close things down. But things are coming back, and yeah, Halloween lives. So, ta-da!
1: You know, it's funny, when I heard the announcement for this, there was a part of me that, one, I was excited, because I Mm -hmm. like when they do events for Nightmare uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, but... Uh, for some reason in my head it wasn't clicking as the thing that they've done like at the Hollywood Bowl and stuff like that in the past Mm -hmm. right for some reason life to film in my head registered as oh cool they're filming it like Hamilton on stage and we're gonna get a chance to see it
3: live (laughs) that's how I got it too in my head same thing (laughs) okay I'm glad I wasn't alone with that (laughs) it should be flipped Film to live. Film to live,
1: yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. All right. Oh, man, it was driving me crazy. We, we were watching uh, a show on Netflix, and they did the same thing on the show where they were giving the alias of the person and then saying, a.k.a. their real name. I was like, <laughs> no, it's their real name, a.k.a. their alias. Why are you doing this? It was driving me batty. Oh. At, oh, pun because of Nightmare. Yay, me. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad I wasn't alone on this one because it, it kind of had me for a couple of days on that one. So thank you for validating. I'm not that crazy,
3: Andrew. <laughs> <That's>, uh, yeah, <laughs> it took me a minute, too, to, uh, before I clicked the link and read the whole thing to try and figure out what exactly was going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, have either of you ever uh, been to one of these things before? To one of the, like the Hollywood Bowl presentations? Yep. I've, yeah, I've been. You go first, Melissa. Because you've got the uh, money on this one. <laughs> first
0: year, I missed. Uh, I was on the 30th. And I missed Halloween. But it was amazing. Actually, I had it at. um, I'd seen it at the Nokia. That's where it first uh, debuted. And oh, then it went wow. to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. The only thing is I didn't get to see Ken Page. That's the only person I'm I need on my list.
4: <laughs> Larry, what about you? I got to see the Little Mermaid at the Hollywood Bowl when they had that, and that was spectacular. They had, um, oh gosh, Leah Michelle as Ariel, who was amazing, and then surprisingly, kind of ties into this, Oogie Boogie himself was uh, Sebastian, and I found out during that he uh, divulged. That he tried out for the part of Sebastian and wanted it really bad. But he was not casted for it. Uh, And it really upset him. But then when he watched the film, he was happy. And then he got the gig shortly after for Nightmare Before Christmas. So uh, he did the whole rendition. And it it was amazing. Uh, Cheech and Chong played the chef that's trying to cook Sebastian. So that was Cheech (laughs) Marin. Sorry, I said Cheech (laughs) and Chong. (laughs) It was absolutely (laughs) awesome on that one too. Because he kind of did like... Not only was it a rendition of Little Mermaid, you know, of of when he's trying to cook up Sebastian, but he tied it to, like, Los Angeles and making ties to, like, references and things you would get. Like, instead of saying, ha, 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 he said, like, hey, 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 yo, ho, ho. (laughs) Like, he did everything a little bit with a twist, a Latin twist, which is super cool. And, um yeah the leah michelle i'll just give you a quick little story i i, I want to keep this rated g but my wife my dream was really to take her to say leah michelle like in something glee but for her to do this uh, she's a theater actor right and this was perf- perfect i would thought like being little mermaid ariel the first song she comes out you know part of your, uh part of your world and um she killed it absolutely killed it she had a part where she was on the main stage and they moved her to the back to like the blower back of the bowl to be a part of the middle of the crowd. And it's over. And I turn her over to Rebecca. I'm like, Hey, wasn't that, it was chills. It was just chills. People were like standing, like clapping. It was amazing. She killed it. And she looks and she just says, I blank, blank, blank is what I'll say. I can't believe how good she is.
2: <laughs> and in
4: my mind, I was like, did I do this right? Is she mad? Or is this, <laughs> but they do a really good job uh, when they do these, movie to live experiences I think they really kill Mm -hmm. them out they get the music is a little bit different I think sometimes but that really embellishes like that feeling if you like theater
3: that little mermaid one I was excited about seeing like I didn't get to see it but Harvey Firestein was playing Ursula in that as well. And Amazing I, job. I'm a big fan of Harvey Firestein. I'm glad you and bring almost that up. anything, so <laughs> the That's when he on. did Body sure Language, it was <laughs> the crowd absolutely <laughs> lost it.
4: So cool.
1: Poor unfortunate souls. Yeah, nice. <laughs> one awesome. of the voices I did. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know my brother has been to he went to the Little Mermaid one as well. And I remember he lamented the fact that I think he mentioned that they left right as the show ended to avoid traffic getting Uh out of the Hollywood bowl. And he missed the special appearance at the end of Jody Benson coming out to sing. And yes, he lost it. He was so upset at himself for not being there for that performance. Um, but like you, like you said, um, these types of presentations are generally put on by super fans, right? And this in particular one is being produced by Richard Kraft and Laura Engel. Richard Kraft, we know as one of the top collectors of Disney memorabilia uh, mm-hmm. several years ago, in episode 216, we ended up covering the that's from Disneyland exhibit that, um, uh, Van Eaton Galleries had helped uh, Richard Kraft put on uh, out in LA where we saw a lot of old memorabilia we had a vlog about it uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to see it uh, it was a pretty fun day where we explored a lot of stuff that yeah. we felt we needed to be millionaires for <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll put the link to that in the blog post for this episode three 360 uh, I'll even put a link to the Star Wars episode so you can see the list that we were talking about earlier. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, super fans, when they put on this type of event, this type of production, you know that there's a lot of care that goes into it. And they're going to do it justice, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I have faith on that. Richard yeah. Kraft, he, um, a thing I heard recently about, well, recently, a few months ago, when uh, Halix became big again, um, he has all these connections and went and found the original poster designed by the original guy and bought it from his widow and put it in his collection. Really? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. The original (laughs) artwork for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good piece to have too. Oh yeah. That is a great piece (laughs) to have. That's fantastic. Uh, well, the link to purchasing these tickets is going to be available in the blog post for this episode. Again, you can check it out at podcasterscom 360. Uh, hopefully, you're listening to this the week that this episode releases so that you have an opportunity to actually get some of those tickets because they tend to go fast. They tend to sell out very quickly because these are very yeah. popular events. Uh, And if you get an opportunity to go, let us know. We'd love to hear what your experience was like, especially now that we're in this post-COVID world that we're trying to mold into what our new reality is going to look like. Uh, We'd be interested to really know how everything goes for you and what the experience uh, was like. So uh, shoot us a message. You can join us over on Discord. Uh, An invitation to join us is in the blog post for this episode. uh, Or you can shoot us a message over on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you there as well. So speaking of Halloween, obviously the most Halloween-y thing about uh, Disneyland is, of course, the Haunted Mansion. And this week we got an announcement that I – look, I kind of lost it a little bit when it came to this (laughs) announcement – and you would not believe the amount of people that messaged me about this i think the first one to message me was gavin he's like dude 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 <laughs> and i was like dude dude yep. and he's like dude <laughs> I and i that. was like dude <laughs> 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 that that was our whole conversation <laughs> along with a <the> link <laughs> but we were talking about the muppets haunted mansion mashup that's coming later this year to disney
0: plus yeah <laughs> wow. <My> yeah <laughs> exactly that thoughts
3: it's, it's too much for words I guess it's I love that the Muppets are able to be in this space where they can just be put onto anything and everything and it is fantastic because I am a hundred percent for anything Muppets a hundred percent of the time
0: <laughs> yeah yep oh man it's exciting i I'm just excited. I just want to see Uncle De- uh, Uncle Deadly. Oh my God! I I yeah. I'm I'm just so excited. Like just, I can't wait. Huh. Who do you think
1: we'll see <laughs> Miss Piggy as? Do you think she'll be Leota? Do you think she'll be the bride? Who do you think they're gonna give? That? Oh, it's got to be the bride at the least bride. one time. Think the she, bride. She be the Leota? Yeah. Will we see Camilla as Leota? No. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's Janice <laughs> really. Janice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Break, Read your break, tarot break, break, for
1: sure, <laughs> <laughs> I never one. thought I would be <sighs> clucking on an
3: episode of the podcast. <laughs> oh, you killed it!
0: That's how excited we are about <laughs> I this. Know, right? it's like... That's well, I Oh my really... gosh! <laughs> I really
3: want to know what they're planning because it's it's really they haven't released much other than we're doing the Muppets Haunted Mansion. And what is it gonna be? Who knows? But yeah. I'd like to think about it and dream about it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, you know there. I, I, you know, to be completely honest, there's a part of me that's kind of worried about this because Disney. I think, I think they love the Muppets property. They just don't know what to do with the Muppets property. You know, I think when they took it over. They had a couple of really great shows that people really enjoyed. We had Muppet 3D Vision, which I enjoyed a lot. We've had this stuff at Walt Disney World. Um, Bunsen and Beaker would come out in their machine and put on the show, you know. So there's been good stuff with the Muppets, but a lot of the newer things that they've done, I feel, have in a way fallen flat. Uh, personally... One of my favorite things that they've done in recent years was the mockumentary thing that was kind of like The Office that they did on ABC. I love the love that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: 2015.
1: Loved that. That I only lasted so a year.
4: Absolutely loved that show.
1: I would love for them to revive that. Like, I think that one was way better than Muppets Now. Like, I enjoy Muppets Now, but the Muppets mockumentary I thought was far superior to it.
3: Muppets now felt like they were trying too hard.
1: Like
2: yeah. Yes.
3: Uh, yeah. Instead of, you know, the Muppets are known for, at least in m- more recent history, doing their take on something. Mm-hmm. And then the Muppets now is like doing their take on the Muppet show in now online, which was yeah. kind of weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's...
4: I'm going to come at an angle with this one a little differently. I enjoyed Muppets now. I think for why I enjoyed it is because they were trying to – I know, and it makes complete sense to what you guys are saying, because they were trying to do something where it's literally what they're doing is like that new vlog style YouTube, but playing the Muppets trying to play to this, right? What I, mean, I liked about is the short but sweet consumption of the Muppets, but like – They're still following their comic guidelines, and I really... Some of the segments on there, like the cooking show, and um, Franz had a game show... Or Hans, Hans, did I say that right? Franz or Hans? Prawns had a game show. Pepe. Pepe. That's it. He's a prawn. Pepe the king. Yeah, and he's referenced in this trailer. So... I did like it and I think it was a good attempt to try and bring the Muppets to keep them relevant other than just like Muppet babies. And that's why it goes back to that same comedy. I feel like the Muppets had what it was like an office set up for that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I just wonder, does anybody know if it's going to be a series or is this going to be like a special where we just see one episode where they're doing Haunted Mansion?
3: I believe it's a special. From what, yeah. I, what I'm getting, I believe it's a Haunted Mansion special. So I, whatever that means. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking yeah. it's going to be somewhere between 40 minutes to an hour of, mm-hmm. of a special. And there's a part of me that feels that that's where they're great, especially how they're being handled now. Uh, unless new control is taken of the Muppets for them to be able to do a series the way that the Muppets should do a series similar to the Muppet show. Uh, again, I guess that's what Muppets Now was supposed to be, right? But uh, I think Andrew said it best. It, it just felt like they were trying too hard with it. I think if they dialed it back, they could get a lot more out of Muppets Now and do exactly what you're talking about, Larry, where they really truly bring that new vlogging experience. Uh, it just... it, I don't even know how to describe it, but <laughs> I, it, it's hard for me to... Like, I liked it, but I didn't hate it is <laughs> the best way I can talk about Muppets now. So that's, well, I think, what worries me about this one, that they're going to push too hard and that it will be like this Gonzo going into the Haunted Mansion, vlogging with a gimbal and talking about meeting the 999 Happy Haunts. And I think there's a, there's a way to do it, and I think there's a way to tell an intriguing story. You know, we have a Haunted Mansion movie which at first I wasn't too keen on, but years later, having watched it again, I understand where it fits into where Disney wanted it to. They wanted a family-friendly version of the Haunted Mansion, and I can appreciate it now, years later, for what that was. Now, I think they are obviously trying to give the Muppets something cool to do, which I'm all for. Like you said, Andrew, I'm I'm all about anything they put the Muppets into. But I, I do worry that, that this is going to fall flat if it's done wrong. So I think as more information gets released about who's producing it, who's writing the story and everything, I think we'll have a better understanding of what we can expect with this special.
0: I, I understand where you're coming from because I'm a little afraid. But is Disney going to butcher the beloved Haunted Mansion? No. I don't think so. Um no. <laughs> There's it's it I don't think so. And honestly, I'm gonna just put it out there in the universe. I do not care if they give us a complete right through of them just giving us the whole mansion like <laughs> how it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Totally cool. I'd be okay. I think I'm just I'm not gonna put so much expectations. I know they they I have faith that they're not gonna do mansion wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put it out there; mm. those are my vibes.
1: <laughs> did, did any of you ever watch that backstage video with Tony Baxter walking around the haunted mansion, just talking about the history and talking about all the props and everything? No. Okay, so I'm th- sure I have, but I don't if remember. you search for it on YouTube, it's super easy to find. But there's a couple mm-hmm. of videos of him floating around where he just walks around the mansion. That's exactly what it is, just telling you the history, talking about the props, talking about the development, all that good stuff, right? I, -hmm. I, like you said, Mel, I wouldn't be opposed to Gonzo just walking around giving us the history. And just him and Camilla just getting afraid of the props reacting to him. Yeah. He's in the stretching room
3: and just stretches the whole stretching room like he does it. Oh, my God. That would be
1: so funny. His legs are super long. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, Camilla. My pants match the (laughs) drapes. That was my horrible Gonzo, by the way. Um. So, yeah, I, I am looking forward to this. You know, truth be told, I am looking forward to this. But there's uh I approach it with a bit of apprehension because of how they've handled the Muppets. But uh, I think as we find out more, I think we'll be happy with what we end up getting. Uh, look, I'm hook, line, and sinker for a lot of the stuff that's on Disney+. And even if it flops, I'm still going to watch it. And I'm going to rewatch it because it's Haunted Mansion. And I'm not even going to care. I'm going to love it for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Give us more Muppets. It, right?
3: Uncancel the canceled Muppet things. <laughs> nice. And that's good. I, I got to say that I
1: also love the fact that the announcement for this came uh, within the same week span of a celebrating Hatbox Ghost Day. Because hashtag <laughs> yes, it's a thing. But yes, I love the fact that it came during the same week. So
3: Yeah. did you guys watch how did you go through the whole thing on how it was supposed to be announced like how you're supposed to discover the announcement through the haunted mansion videos yeah you're supposed to they're like okay here's uh halfway halloween and we're gonna be talking about the history of the haunted mansions all the all the haunted attractions so there is youtube links and they're interactive videos you would click through and you'd uh you know we first segment of the haunted mansion second segment third segment and then the last thing was the uncle deadly video announcing the muppet thing there's i believe there's one what? for disneyland disney world phantom manor um and maybe mystic manor i didn't watch all of them but yeah there's a series of videos that are quote unquote interactive that led to the announcement but a lot of people kind of just got the last bit of the video so there's this whole haunted mansion uh, interactive video thing that was through the Parks blog I believe um, oh, interesting. I'll send the link to put it now I gotta find that's it that's cool yeah, it's it's really cool and um, I believe it was just it was I don't remember who was talking about it but it was some Imagineers I believe um, talking about uh, just history and you'd step through these videos it was very cool to watch um, great information and then it ended with the Muppets so
2: great oh my on all God.
1: okay so If I can't find it, uh, hopefully you can send me a link because not only will I watch it, but I'll see if I can put together a playlist where you can watch them chronologically in the blog post for the episode. That way people get a chance to experience that as well. Because I found out about it when I got the Google alert that Disney's Instagram account had posted it. Mm -hmm. So I I completely missed that. That's super rad. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, there's a couple of Marvel things that we're going to be talking about in a moment. We're going to talk about Avengers Campus opening soon. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of folks known as the FGP Squad, our podcast's fairy godparents. Uh, FGP Squad is the name that they have given themselves because Podketeers Fairy Godparents is way too long to say every single time. Plus, hashtag FGP Squad looks super cool. Uh, If you want to know more about how you can become part of the FGP squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. Uh, As part of the FGP squad family, you get an opportunity to join us on our happy hour calls. You get discount codes. You get... free merch at times we have giveaways and all sorts of good stuff additional content through patreon so if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us you can talk about it in on the discord server we even have a dedicated area for the fgp squad on the discord server as well uh, so again if you want more information on how you can become part of the fgp squad family head over to podcuteers.com slash fgp and to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, Avengers Campus! I'm excited. Yeah. Sweet. We're getting closer and closer <laughs> to the opening date of Avengers Campus. Uh, I gotta tell you, as we get more and more details about what's happening in there, uh, I heard Ken Potrock recently talk about how. He felt that the sleeper attraction was going to be the Pim Test Kitchen because of just how rad the entire area looks and feeling like you're small with all these large props around you and the food, he says, is fantastic. Uh, I saw several pictures of the new floor that they added in front of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout and there was all this ooze-looking stuff that was this galaxy-looking... like purple to blue, blue to green, goo. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I believe, it's called scarab when when you have that color transition color combination, uh, and I, I love it because it's a uh, it's an homage to Jack Kirby. Uh, that particular art style is something known as the Kirby crackle. And it was Jack Kirby's way of showing when cosmic energy was happening in the background for whatever reason. So there was all these splotches of color. And it was uh, anytime you would see characters like Galactus and Thanos and Silver Surfer, whoever. But these intergalactic beings would create this this Kirby crackle in the background. So the fact that they've added that homage to Jack Kirby, I think, is fantastic. They gave us a look at the costumes that are coming to Avengers Campus. Uh, I kind of dig them. They're mm-hmm. some of the better looking costumes on the resort. They look pretty comfortable.
0: They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And they're so bright and colorful. I think that's my favorite part is just how bright that blue and the red, like the primary colors. Yeah, oh, So pretty.
1: <laughs> they're very heroic looking. You know, mm-hmm. I think Disney does a really great job in their costuming where no matter what, you know, what area you're in, the cast members for that area are always dressed really well. And they fit that period or they fit that theming for that particular area. I I don't know if there's any particular costumes that are considered the most uncomfortable to wear. Uh, Mel, do you have any insight or do you think... You've ever heard anybody say like this is the most uncomfortable costume because I feel that they're all kind of the same. They're just different colors, you know, different colored shirts and pants and dresses at times, right?
0: Oh, uh, no, Soren is a jumpsuit. Oh, That's really? A thing. So yes. that one was super oh. uncomfortable then. <laughs> yes, that was well, a character, culottes. right? Yeah, pretty much. Because it's not a T-shirt. It's not two separate things. So it's like awkward Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah i had to wear a jumpsuit once and i can i i'm gonna say i can empathize because that was not a pleasant experience no Mm. yeah not flattering they're yeah they're not flattering at all yeah they're uncomfortable in a certain portion of the body yep but then everything else accentuates (laughs) quite horribly so yeah, mm-hmm. okay, all right. All right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but you don't have to worry about your pants falling down.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's true. <laughs> <big Nice>. plus.
1: <laughs> That's very true. On no the belts upside. or suspenders. Right on. Uh, well, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about, since we're talking about Avengers Campus and we're kind of gearing up for a lot of Marvel content coming, Black Widow is coming very soon, Loki's coming very soon, we just finished up Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Uh, This is on the heels of WandaVision and, of course, the end of the Infinity Saga. And as we prepare for the next phase, you know, we briefly talked about uh, a lot of the films that are coming as part of the next phase for the MCU. Uh, But one thing that I found interesting was that I I thought back on a conversation that we were having when we were discussing, you know, Sam taking the mantle of Captain America and how uh, Larry was particularly upset about. Bucky not taking the shield and becoming Captain America. Now in the comics in the comics Bucky has actually become Captain America and he was one of the better Captain Americas and I'm going to talk about that in a a moment but if I I don't think a lot of people know that uh, I I think in in the MCU we've seen three versions of Captain America right we've seen Steve we've now seen Sam but we also saw uh, John and Mm -hmm. I don't think people know that in the comics there have been any guesses to how At many Captain America's we've had? At least 10. 10? Mm,
0: yeah, okay. more than five?
1: Definitely more than five. Andrew?
0: Okay.
3: Uh, 107.
1: Ding, <laughs> nice.
0: ding, ding. 107.
1: Every single character has been Captain America. No, I uh, Actually, <laughs> uh, actually, so Larry's America, super close. Loki, yeah, Larry's super close. There has been fifteen different Captain Americas in wow. the Marvel comic series. Uh, they all kind of range from different storylines. They've they haven't all been part of what we call Earth six to six, our current timeline. But I thought it would be fun to kind of list out all of these. And I got to give a quick shout out to author Max Nason, who had put this article together in chronological order and saved me a ton of research. So uh, (laughs) it was a CBR article. Quick shout out to Max for this because it was a super huge help in having the ability to list all of these. But uh, we're going to start off with Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers Uh, You know, obviously, he's the Captain America that we are most familiar with. He's the one that you, if you didn't know anything about Marvel Comics, he was the one that you were introduced to as part of the MCU in the Captain America film. So uh, he's always going to be Captain America to many people, right? You can't go wrong with Steve unless he's working for Hydra. Oh boy, that's <laughs> uh, a whole other yeah. conversation right there. Yeah. But you know, it, look, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge, but I am. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. But Steve Rogers, <laughs> original Captain America. <clears throat> uh, second came a gentleman by the by the name of uh, William Nasland. He. This was the first time that we ever saw someone take the mantle of Captain America. He was introduced in issue number 14 of Invaders, but is more commonly known as his moniker, The Spirit of 76. Now, we know that we're getting a bunch of series uh, called What If? coming to Disney Plus very, very soon. And what's interesting about William Nasland is that he was actually a part of the What If? series. So this is... Purely speculation on my part, but uh it would be nice to see this character as part of the what if series you know when they produce those and they may not be pe- he may not be part of the original round of it uh, but it would be nice to see it and believe it or not, there were a lot of other characters that took the mantle of Captain America as part of the what if series and we're gonna get to those soon the next Captain America. Uh, was also known as the Patriot. Jeffrey Mace uh, was a name or is a name that a lot of fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might recognize because he was the replacement director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And his passing of the S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of the only times that like, a, a reason wasn't really given. Like he just kind of takes on the role of Captain America. But I think the tie-in to his storyline is that it revolves around him having a very similar moral code to Steve's. And because Steve was no longer there, he says, all right, I'm doing this. I'm just going to become Captain America. So I guess it's kind of explained. But not explained. It's kind of like like the super serum, right? Andrew, when we were talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> where it's like, did he take it or did he not take it? It was like one of those things where it's just like all of a sudden he just captain America. So it's kind of it's, assumed uh, that his moral code linked him to the character. That's fun. Uh, let's see. Our, fir- our fourth Captain America is one of the least known versions of the character. Uh, this was William Burnside. He was originally introduced in a comic called Young Men in issue 24, but it was 20 years later that he took the shield to become Captain America in issue number 153 of Captain America back in 1972. Uh, What's interesting about this character is that he was basically insane. He was, uh, I think he was clinically insane and obsessed with Steve Rogers. And so he ends up taking, you know, the mantle uh, because he takes this altered version of the super soldier serum, which has these super crazy side effects and makes him even more insane, which is not anything we've seen happen to anyone recently. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, Mm -hmm. a little (laughs) bit of backstory from what (laughs) you've seen recently. Let's see. Coming in at number five uh, in a five-issue story arc for the comics, uh, and this was actually part of uh, the Captain America and Falcon series that was released, we have Roscoe Simons. Uh, In this series, Steve gives up the shield and becomes Nomad. He's like, I'm done. I'm just going to be Nomad from now on. I'm done. And so... There was two other characters that tried to become Captain America when this happened. It was Bob Russo and Scar Turpin, but they failed. They just weren't great at it. They failed, and Roscoe Simons was like, all right, I'll give this a crack. And he becomes Captain America. He's really good at it, but sadly, he met his fate at the hands of Red Skull when Red Skull found out that he wasn't Steve. So he got angry he took care of him and when Steve found out he's like how dare you and then he becomes Captain America again Uh, I mean you know it's one of those sad storylines where something like that had to happen but it happened so there's that then we come to our favorite character of Falcon and the Winter Soldier I'm kidding John Walker uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, John Walker, we've, of course, recently been introduced to in the MCU as the new Captain America when Sam decided that he couldn't take the shield and become Cap after Steve gave him the shield. Uh, obviously, the entire premise of the show revolves around this in particular. So if you have not had an opportunity to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+, Plus, we strongly recommend it because it was a solid, solid series. Uh, it explains a lot. It does really well at setting up uh, a lot of the other series that are coming up, including uh, some ideas that I've had revolving in my head of how they're going to tie in to some of the other Disney Plus series that are coming soon. So do yourself a favor. Go watch it. You're going to see what happens. You're going to see his transition to U.S. agent on the show, which was one of the other monikers John Walker went by in the comment in the comic series but he also went by the name super patriot which we haven't necessarily seen in the mcu and i don't know if we're going to see uh, because i think they're really going to stick to u.s agent as his character in this one but again great way to tell the story we've seen them change a lot of the plot lines that come from the comics to fit the model of the mcu and i'm excited to see what comes from this character in the future Uh, Now, another character that we were introduced to in the MCU as part of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the next person to take the mantle of Captain America chronologically in the comics, and that was Isaiah Bradley. Uh, He was essentially forced to take the role of Captain America when he was kind of forcefully given the super soldier serum as part of an experiment where several hundred... Uh, African-American soldiers were uh, part of this experiment and uh, Isaiah is one of the very few survivors, if not the only one, by the time we get to Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+, Plus, where uh, he somehow ends up in jail because... He's found to be uh, a, an enemy of the state when he tries to fr- uh, free uh, a POW camp, I believe, and he serves 17 years, gets let go, is sworn to secrecy to never talk about the fact that he was uh, Captain America, but uh, the story arc in Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think it's very redeeming. I think they did a great job with it. It was an absolutely heartbreaking storyline, which we talked about in a recent episode. But uh, again, go watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's so damn good.
3: Go watch it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good.
1: Yeah. Uh, next, we finally get to Larry's favorite, Bucky Barnes. Bucky, Steve's best friend, took the shield when uh, Steve died in Captain America issue number 34. And his story arc, I think, is one of the greatest ones in the lineage of Captain America because it wasn't, uh, hey, you were forced. Hey, you were this. Hey, you were that. He took it because he believed in what Steve represented, but it was also a redemption story arc for all the bad stuff that he did as the Winter Soldier, which we see a little bit of that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But man, the years that Bucky was Captain America in the comics are some of the best written stories that they have. So if you have an opportunity to go back and read those, oh, it's so good. Read that series, like read that span of comics if you, ha- if you can. Have you had an opportunity to, to read any of those? Uh Larry, I read about three of them, the ones I have had
4: like been able to find online. And that was kind of one of my bigger things uh cuz the time I think oh, the one I watched, he was the one I watched, the one I read, he was specifically avenging something he had done with Hydra. So when we were watching um the new series, the Winter Soldier and Falcon series, I thought, "Wow, this is really tying into what, you know, his book that he had." Because I think, if I'm right, he does reference that book also in the mm-hmm. comic a little bit. So yeah. those, from what I remember, those things were tied in. But just like Marvel, they tie these things in together. And then they still tell the story, but they put their own twist on it. And I still, if another sell, I'm still happy at the outcome. But that was my main building factor without trying yeah. to, like, ruin any eggs for anybody. Like, give a spoiler that was that was it that was what i thought oh those two things he has the most combination of having the sentimental value to captain america i think that was the thing like his it was his best friend you know steve rogers was his main dude and i just thought not to say that sam didn't deserve it but they played that plenty in this new show why he is i mean the story of isaiah i really didn't know and now when we cover it now it's like holy cow that is insane so yeah that's that's about the background i had
1: Yeah. Uh, Now, I can tell you that uh, if a lot of the comics obviously are not available in print form and if they are available, they probably cost a lot. And with the release of something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there's going to be particular uh, issues that are going to be way more expensive than others. Uh, So uh, for a while, I actually had a subscription to a service called Marvel Unlimited. This is not an ad. Uh, I just I want to let you know, because if you're interested in reading some of these older comics that are out of print or super expensive, Marvel Unlimited is a great way to access those comics because uh, they have like a seven day trial. And if you give it a shot, uh, try to read as much as possible if you don't want to pay for it or at least go (laughs) back and pinpoint the storylines you want to read. But after that, I think it's like 10 bucks a month. Or twelve bucks a month or something like that. I think, uh, right, I think yeah. you have to pay. Yeah, I think you have to pay annually in order to get it like super super cheap. But if you pay like a year in advance, it comes out to like five dollars a month, which I thought it's is almost the cost of one single comic these days. And if you can swing the entire year, I think it's probably the best deal for it. Again, not an ad. But if Marvel Universe or Marvel Unlimited, sorry, wants to sponsor us so that we can talk about (laughs) it, I will be more than happy to because uh, I used this for a while. This is how I learned about a lot of these older storylines a few years back. And it also gave me an opportunity to read some of the issues that I was missing, ranging all, all the way back to like the Civil War series, because that was one of my favorite series that that came around. Uh, But the Civil War, like, official, official books was only, like, three or four. But the story itself spanned over, like, 16, 20, like, issues. Like, it was several dozen that, you know, it spanned over. It built up to it. It did really well. Uh, But, yeah, I I strongly recommend that if you are a Marvel fan and you want to catch up with it. A lot of the stuff that Larry was talking about, a lot of these characters, you'll get an opportunity to see them. And again, if you only do like the trial, go read Bucky's story arc. Read the ones where Steve passes away, Bucky takes the mantle. It is some of the best written stories in the Marvel universe or in the Marvel comics, rather, uh, for Captain America.
3: Looks like you can get uh, 10 bucks a month. 10 bucks a month. Uh, cancel any time. Is it still it 10 bucks a guys. month? 10 bucks a month. Cancel any time or 69 a year. Or right on. you can pay 99 a year and get uh, a bunch of merch with it. <laughs> oh, right on. Right on. Sweet.
2: Yeah. Some, All right. Well, there some you
3: go. Cool, fun stuff. Sweet. Uh, I'll put a
1: link to it in the blog post for the episode, uh, episode 360. So, slash 360 if you want to check that out. You know, unlike some of the other things that we promote, we, uh, again, we don't get a kickback for this. This is not an ad. But I'm open to it. Marvel, hit me up. I will gladly talk about this service because I've used it. I love it. Uh, if I had not had to cancel it when we were trying to cut back on expenses, I would still have it today. I, I absolutely loved it. And the portability of having everything in an app was fantastic. Uh, let's see. So we left off on Bucky. Uh, oh, so the next name. That might sound super familiar to uh, some of you is the name Frank Castle. Frank Castle was also known From as the TV, the, yes. oh, no. yes. <laughs> the TV show Castle. Yes, yes, the TV show Castle. No, Frank Castle <laughs> was also the Punisher. Now, oh. what's interesting is that even as the Punisher, he also became Captain America. And for a short time, his Punisher costume was inspired by Captain America's costume. So it was red, white, and blue. Instead of the star in the middle, he had the big skull that we know as the Punisher's signature skull logo. Uh, He Now, again, I mentioned the What If series earlier. Frank Castle's version of Captain America was in issue number four of What If Age of Ultron. So he was one of those, you know, side stories from another universe that I'm kind of hoping we'd see because uh, what's interesting about Frank Castle is he was also a character that I've wanted to see officially as part of the MCU for a really, really long time now. And that is Ghost Rider. Same. He took yes. the mantle of Ghost Rider for a specific amount of time, but I, I mean,. I, Honestly, I don't think we're, we're ever going to see Frank Castle as Ghost Rider. I think they're going to start the story off with Johnny Blaze as we ever, if we ever get him in the MCU. Probably. Because I mean, we've had several Ghost Rider movies, but uh I think because they're not officially canon I think Marvel gotcha. will redo them to make them canon, and they're gonna start with Johnny Blaze, obviously. But yeah. if we got a what if version of Frank Castle as Ghost Rider, or
3: and or Captain America, yo, that'd be dope. I love it. Ghost Rider, what for if me. version of Castle from the TV show Castle as Captain America? <laughs> I think that exists already. Nathan Fillion, Nathan that Fillion I, is Captain America, right? I think, okay.
1: oh, <laughs> dude, Disney, he would be Disney great. Plus.
3: That's Castle. He's Castle, I think. He's got the jawline. Oh, you know <laughs> really? what that is a good
4: casting role. But
3: what a deep but, pool. Um did you did you guys watch all of Agents of Shield? I don't know how that falls into um the MCU and how much it's tied in because I know it started out being tied in and then wasn't, but they did have Ghost Rider in yes, that series. That was like in yeah.
4: season two and they did they played Well
3: and and through like it, he there I think season 4. There was like a whole Ghost Rider season. It was nuts. Oh, okay. um, so I don't know how that plays into the MCU because it's kind of like adjacent. But uh, there is another uh, portrayal of uh, Ghost Rider. It's kind of cool. I
1: yeah. So there's been there's been several versions of um, of Ghost Rider, and. Uh, I think the one that's in Agents of Shield isn't Johnny Blaze. I think it's Robbie Reyes' version of Ghost Rider, isn't it?
3: That sounds correct. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Robbie was the one that took uh the moniker of Ghost Rider when Johnny Blaze wasn't Ghost Rider anymore. Uh I think there's been three or four like officially in like this timeline uh, that we're currently in. But Agents of Shield I don't think is considered canon. To the MCU storyline but there was inklings of a lot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. during WandaVision like there was a lot of little Easter eggs like with the Hydra soap the there was a lot of things that can tie it back and I think they'll do their best to retie them in into future series and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they end up redoing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and making this one of the legacy products. Uh, along with like X Men and some of the other stuff on Disney Plus, because uh, I never finished Agents of Shield. I I dropped off like second to last season. I think I didn't see all of the last season and half of the second to last season. But I know it was really popular. I know it was really good. And Agent Coulson is <laughs> by far one of the best characters that's come out of the MCU in general. And I I'm a fan. You know, I I really wish they would work on just making that show part of the MCU canon, to be honest with you. But since it wasn't, like, Marvel. I mean, like it started Marvel, out,
3: yeah. It started out being, like, originally part of it. They're like, okay, this is, you know, we're having these events from the movies in the first season, at least. And then it kind of just went a different path. Yeah, it yeah. tied um, directly
4: into Age of Ultron, I think. the mm-hmm. I think that's where it was kind of leading to in one of the episodes. At yeah, the end of the season finale, if I remember, um, I just like that that they also have Ming Na Win. Sorry, did I say that right? Ming Na <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, she's in that too. She's the backup, pretty much for Colson. I think she's called the Cavalry. I think that was like her nickname in that one, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's a cool yeah.
1: nickname. And and it's a shame too because uh, I think it's part of the same worlds that we ended up losing or actually it was more of a shared world because when Netflix was doing all of the Marvel stuff, the six series that they produced, which was Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and The Punisher, uh, a lot of those were pretty well done. Uh, I will admit that there were some episodes that were super stinkers and some series that were like, "Eh, okay, you would have been better off without this one. But overall, they were pretty decent and the fact that they decided not to tie those in officially makes me feel like they're going to reintroduce those characters on their own terms in their own storylines that have been modified to fit the phase four and phase five you know that's coming for Marvel uh, in the MCU later on so uh, who knows I'm pretty sure that we'll see it uh, again Frank Castle as Ghost Rider don't think we'll ever see that uh, Robbie Reyes, we'll probably see way, way later on. But if we ever get Ghost Rider in the MCU officially, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Johnny Blaze version to start everything off. And, so.
3: Yeah, And Castle Castle. Yeah, or castle castle. 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 Yeah. castle castle. castle castle. I don't yeah. know his first name. Castle. His name's Castle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, the next castle. I'll Captain take your America. word for it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay. So after Frank Castle, we have our current Captain America in the MCU, Sam Wilson. So Sam is uh, another one of the most robust storylines that Marvel has in the comics, uh, in the entire saga of Captain America, uh, and has really become one of the most popular versions of Cap in the comic book series, uh, probably second only to Bucky's. Uh, He's had a super long run. I. I don't remember how long Bucky's run as Captain America was in the comics, but I want to say that Sam's went on for close to 15 years. So there is a lot of story to pull from. And if we know anything about how the MCU is rejiggered to kind of fit what they want to tell... Uh, I'm sure that they're going to pull from a lot of those stories in order to tell Sam's upcoming story. We have a new Avengers movie coming. We have a lot of other tie-ins that we can have. So I'm sure we're going to get a lot of that in the future. Uh, Okay, so we've talked about the multiverse, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. We know it exists. Well, uh, we've talked about how this is Earth 626. There's other dimensions on Earth. Uh, uh, 65, I think, is uh, another Sam that took the shield of Captain America, except that this is not just Sam Wilson, it is Samantha Wilson. Samantha is actually the first female character to wear the stars and stripes and wield the shield. Uh, she was a soldier that asked Peggy Carter in this universe to become Captain America as part of Project Rebirth. And uh, also was a S.H.I.E.L.D. like operative. She was one of the main assets that S.H.I.E.L.D. had uh, for quite some time. So it was pretty easy for them to just make her Captain America. So I thought that was pretty cool that they gave the S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, to a female character. On Earth... 298, speaking of the multiverse, is one of the more popular multiverse comic series. It's also known as the 2099 universe. Uh, and in this universe, we also have our second female Captain America, Roberta Mendez. Uh, Roberta was actually a test subject, very similar to how Isaiah or some of these other characters became Captain America, except that Roberta was first was forced to become a super soldier when she was forced to serum because she was the wife of one of the Alchemax operatives. And so when they were trying to find test subjects, they were like, just give it to your wife. And he's like, no, no, give it to your wife. No, give it to your wife. Okay. And so he gave it to his wife, and she became a super soldier and also Captain America. Uh, What's cool about her version of Captain America is that she did go on to fight as part of the Avengers in this universe and honestly has one of the coolest costumes uh, that Captain America has ever had. It was very high-tech looking, super cool, but I got another one that I want to talk about as well. Uh, Okay, so we're almost done. Just a few more to list here. Uh, Speaking of uh, characters in uh, the non-Marvel universe, but Marvel universe belonging to Netflix, on Earth-616, our third female Captain America was the daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Her name was Danielle Cage. Uh, I thought it was super cool to have the... I I always like it when they take the children of existing superheroes and they kind of morph them into new heroes. We've already kind of seen that in WandaVision with uh, Wanda and Vision's kids. We are going to see them appear later on in the series. I I mean, they kind of disappeared at the end. Spoiler alert. But it's not the last we're going to see of Wiccan and Speed. I guarantee you. With Avengers coming up, we're going to see Wiccan and Speed again. I know we are. So... Uh, It was kind of cool that the daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones took the mantle for quite some time. Speaking of children of uh, Marvel power couples, our fourth female Captain America, yes, fourth female Captain America, was the daughter of none other than Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter. That's right. Sharon Rogers was the next female Captain America. Uh, And this was at a point... uh, This was a storyline that was part of Marvel's Future Fight series where Steve wasn't frozen at the end of World War II. So instead of defrosting him, you know, like they did in the MCU, uh, he just goes on to become this old dude, retires. uh, And Sharon was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, was following in her parents' footsteps and just becomes Captain America. You know, it was the next best thing for her now her silver and blue costume is definitely one of the coolest ones that they have as far as these high-tech looking costumes i think this version of the costume would fit super well in the mcu right now it was just really well drawn i love it uh but i may be a little biased because i think in the storyline her her shield isn't the traditional shield that steve had It was a new, unique shield for her, Uh, and it's been said that her armor and her cool new shield were a gift from Tony Stark. So, look, I may have Ah. a tiny bias for this version of Captain America, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I'll leave that up to you. You can be the judge of that. Whatever. Uh, Finally... We get to the latest Captain America in the comics, at least. And that was none other than Steve Rogers' spouse, Peggy Carter. So, believe it or not, Peggy was actually uh, part of the Earth 86315 universe. And uh, she ended up taking, uh, she was a part of the Super Soldier program. And when Steve died, Howard Stark actually convinces her to become a part of the program, leading her to become the next Captain America for that universe. So I would like to say that, you know, that's why we ended up getting Sharon as Captain America, but they were two different universes. You know, they were different versions uh, of the multiverse. So we can't directly say that, but this one I think is going to be one of the best ones because I believe that this one is going to be one of the new, what if episodes that's coming up as part of the series. So I think share, I'm sorry. I was called her Sharon. Um, I think Peggy's (laughs) run. We are going to see as Captain America in the new, what if series And so there you go. That's your listing of all of the Captain Americas that we've had in the comics so far. There's way more than I knew about. I got to tell you, (laughs) when I started reading this, when I was researching it, (laughs) there was a handful that I had no idea were Captain America Mm -hmm. at any point. But some of them were so short-lived that they're not common names. You know, Obviously, we have Bucky, we have Sam, we have John, uh, Isaiah learned about, you know, not too long ago, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's so many great stories that I think we can tell here that I hope that they pull from all of these, especially once we completely up the multiverse or when we completely open up the multiverse in the upcoming Dr. Strange film and then the new Spider-Man film that's coming up.
3: Yeah, and you can uh, have, uh, you know, go to all the different Earths, Earth 626, where Stitch is Captain America. You can do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, Uh, somebody, an artist out there, please draw Stitch as Captain America for us. I love it. I would love to see that. That's fantastic. Uh, Were there any on here that were completely, completely new to you that you just had no idea about? The Rogers family.
0: Uh, nine
3: of them, <laughs> um, <laughs> ten of them.
2: <laughs> I mean, I
1: guess it's hard to yeah. quantify, right, without having those in front of you. So I'm sorry, that was a, that was an unfair question to ask. Uh, le- let me ask it this way. Let's flip it. How many were you aware of prior to this list?
0: Three. <laughs>
3: One, two, th- yeah, three, yeah, three. Okay. <laughs> the ones in the movie and the TV show. Nice.
4: Six. Larry. That's where I six was of at them. Six. Yeah, nice. I, but I never knew Frank Castle was one. And now that you've said that, I'm like, oh my god! I I would love to see the Punisher, like in some way, come to a role. But I know it's asking a lot of them to get that to get that licensing into it. But that'd be so cool because I never knew that he was a Captain America. I just learned that when you just said that right now. That was awesome. That totally took. Yeah. I liked the Punisher series. That was a, that was a comic book I did get a hold of when I was younger. Luckily um the actual physical comic books which was very cool because he's just like this and then the new article that you shared he's like this i'm just gonna say he's just an ultra bad mama jamma of a guy and he's got like this backstory i like the backstory it's like bucky he's kind of got this backstory that you just didn't mess with him he's like one of those guys you just don't mess with and you don't want to be on his bad side you don't ever want to like move him in a certain way and he just has a way he does business as his character which is so cool so I never knew that he played that role which I now I want to go that does make me want to get the Marvel comic books where he was Captain America
1: yeah same uh, I'm, I'm right there with you dude there's so many that I didn't know about as well I think I'm probably around 6 or 7 as well just like you are uh, again I, the o- I never actually knew that One, I never knew William Naslin's name. Like, I had no idea who he was. But I knew of the character, the Spirit of 76. But I didn't know Mm -hmm. that he was actually Captain America and they called him the Spirit of 76. I thought that was just, like, his name. Like, he was supposed to be this, like, representation of Uncle Sam or something, you know, during that series. And he just happened to be fighting crime or something. So that was completely new to me. Uh Jeffrey Mace I only knew about because of Agents of Shield. I I would have not known any other way. And obviously there was a bunch of other ones that had such a short-lived span. Like in, in some cases they were like five issues. And then they just kind of went away as Captain America. So <laughs> Hey everyone, I just wanted to quickly jump in here because I realized while editing this episode that I missed talking about the newest series coming from Marvel this June, which will introduce a bunch of new characters that will bear the name Captain America as part of the series The United States of Captain America to celebrate Cap's 80th anniversary. Some of the new characters that will meet include Joe Gomez of the Kickapoo Tribe, the first Native American Captain America, Aaron Fisher, the first member of the LGBTQ community to wield Captain America's shield, and Nichelle Wright, the first black female Captain America. The new series officially goes on sale Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. So we'll have another opportunity to talk about these new characters in a future episode. But I did want to acknowledge that this list is still growing before wrapping things up. So with that said, let's jump back to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, uh, a lot of legacy lives with Captain America here. uh, Again, if, if you have the opportunity to get the Marvel Unlimited subscription, if anything, do the do the free trial and go back and read at least Bucky's story arc. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. I'm sure that if you can get the the Frank Castle or the Punisher version, I think that's going to be a really great one. The Punisher... Uh, I, I had a couple of Punisher shirts growing up. I just li- love the iconic skull that was on his costume. And I... S- probably still have it in my vintage clothing drawer. <laughs> Do I fit into it? No, not at all. But on the plus <laughs> side, my kids are getting there, so maybe I'll just give it to them. There you so, go. There keep you go, the yeah. legend on and now it's vintage. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if there was any surprising characters that we mentioned as part of this list, uh, make sure to join the conversation. Join us over on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Let us know which one was the most surprising to you. And let us know how many you knew about as we were kind of going down the list, because, you know, obviously we all have different uh, history working uh, or reading comics and so we've all read for different time spans and i know we have a lot of listeners that have been comic book nerds for a really really long time so uh let us know join the conversation you can also join us on discord if you're not part of our discord community very small but we're growing there is an invite in the blog post for this episode at podcuteers.com slash 360 if you want to join us there uh we'll welcome you with open arms uh, as long as you're not there to spread vitriol or anything because we're not about that. We are a happy community of Disney, mm-hmm. Marvel, Pixar and I guess really anything under the, the Disney umbrella. All right, we, we just kind of talk about Food. whatever. Yeah, we've <laughs> we recently been doing a lot of more gamer stuff. We've been posting. Well, I've been posting about Animal Crossing <laughs> as I build my dream island <coughs> considering it my Epcot and I still think that Disney can really, really play on that. But whatever. Just send me a check when you do it, Disney. <laughs> I'm for it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Any closing thoughts before we finish this up?
3: Oh uh, Yeah, but get that petition out there to start uh, Rick Castle, Nathan Fillion as Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> <I like that. laughs> Set it up. We'll spread it around. Somebody's, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the cast- biggest thing. <laughs> for real,
1: that'd be really cool. <laughs>
3: All right, so that's going to wrap it up
1: for this episode. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
0: Bye. See ya.
1: Castle for castle.